with Mike. On this uh, particular episode, I'm going to be diving into the coronavirus and the financial impact and what I am lobbying for, or for lack of a better word, uh, working and hopefully I can help people out with because one of the things that I've been hearing just talking to everyday people, not being able to work is the fact that it's like, how do I pay my rent, Mike? You know, me being a bartender, me doing this job and that job, even my barber that cuts my hair, you know, this is how these people earn. It's not a sad hustle. This is their livelihood. And with that in mind, even if we do, if even if they do get some form of stimulus check, they're still in D.C. fighting over what goes in this and what going. They're there and they're negotiating. And they're fighting so much in D.C. The people are actually fighting on Facebook now realizing the people in the D.C. going to be able to pay their rent and mortgage on time. While you guys are arguing and fighting with each other on Facebook about who's going to get this and what's in the package and this. We don't care. The average everyday American just wants to see that check in their hand. They don't give a damn about the logistics of it. You know, and we so busy. We care so much about being right. We not just looking at the reality of what people dealing with every day. People give a damn about what's in that package. Just to be real. We don't care. People need that money in their hands because I'm telling you, people are survive day to day off their trades. And now that income has been cut and they don't know what to do. And so things are tough. And see, one of the biggest expenses people have mostly is their rent. You know, second is usually their car note, but their rent, you know, just keeping a roof over their head for them and, them and their children. And I've been there before. It's like the worst feeling in the world when you have nowhere to go and nowhere to get that money. You know, you can only borrow so much from other people because people are trying to make it themselves. So that makes it tough for them. So, you know, you know, those people need that money in their hand. They don't give a damn about the package. They don't give a damn about what's in it, who gets what and get, get that money in the hands of Americans. And I'm really getting, I'm sick and tired of the people we voted for taking pop shots at each other while people out here trying to figure out if they got toilet paper to wipe their behind with or they'll have water or food or basic necessities while everybody else having a pissing contest. I'm getting tired of it and the American people getting tired of it. And if they get too tired of it, you're going to see something, you're going to see a revolt in ways you don't want to see. And people will never forget this on election day. So I hope that all of our politicians, I don't care what party you in, I don't care what you are, make sure you out there fighting, make sure you bring resources to us because we need it right now. People are trying to make it. And this is like right now, not five months from now, I'm talking about tomorrow. Stuff needs to start happening tomorrow. And I hope you guys are getting that stuff done. Let's get it done. In the wake of the coronavirus, millions of Americans across the country are out of work. It says as of March 19th, 64th between March 19th and I think the 22nd that's what three days they said 64,000 people in the state of Illinois filed for unemployment benefits in three days 64,000 people filed for insurance benefits that's insane that's a lot of people that means people are hurting they're waiting on unemployment checks right and that's about three billion dollars in payments three billion with a B that's a lot of money right and it's estimated to jump next year. So, look, the, here's the thing. Whenever there's a big crisis, well, I'm not going to say whenever there's a big crisis. I remember 
I was about 25 years old. And I, I remember it took us months. It took us years after 9-11 for the economy and the country to really reshape itself. I mean, I remember I was on the hunt for a job for almost two years. I mean, I would go interviews and it was like 15 people there for one job. Jobs I was overqualified for. And so a lot of oftentimes we look at the here and now in terms of the coronavirus, but even it's it's like the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. The aftermath is almost as is uh, the aftermath is almost as worse as the issue itself, right? And so that's the biggest thing. So so the coronavirus can disappear in Say maybe say the coronavirus disappears in June or July. Don't think by August everything's gonna be back to normal. It can take a year or two. The long every day this thing's around. Every day a person is not working. Every single day we got to stay home order. You know, every day we do that we push ourselves months behind. Right. So by the time Americans are back working in this August, people are hurting. It's gonna take a long time for us to recover from this thing. Will we recover? Absolutely. But the long-term lasting effect is going to be tough and it's going to be very hard for the underserved poor community and people that don't make a lot of money, people that live check to check, people that live by the grind, live by the hustle. Even if you have three or four months worth of savings, that some savings go very, very quickly. I assure you because the expense of everything is costs a lot, right? So a lot of people are going to be losing their shirts over these months. So even with that lasting, you know, of that thing being resolved later, the coronavirus and, and the uh, economic impact of it will be felt for a long time. And so what we're asking is our legislators to really fight for us down there and really just get things done and get that money in Americans' hands. But that's on the federal level. What I want to do is come back to the, glo- the global level. I mean, the local level. Because what we, we're dealing with in Chicago is people, rent is due. It's March 23rd. April 1st is a week away. And a lot of those people haven't been able to earn in like a week or two. So what do they do when the first? There's no bailout package for that, right? I mean, the mayor, uh, uh, Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart has suspended his sheriff's from doing any form of evictions, but that's delaying the inevitable. It, you know, still going to come eventually. And that, and that only impacts certain people, but there's no relief for those who aren't working. You know, it, uh, from what I understand, utility companies aren't going to be cutting people off right away. Or, so that might be prolonged. So that gives people some breath. But what good is the utilities not being cut off if, in fact, that they don't have anywhere to, where to live, right? And so that's that's a that's a big thing that we I want to talk about uh, briefly before I get off and get out of you guys' way because I know you got other things uh, to do. But like as I as I was saying before, in the wake of the coronavirus, millions of Americans across the country are out of work. As of March nineteenth, sixty four thousand people in the state of Illinois filed for unemployment. That's about three billion dollars in payments. And it's estimated to jump almost 40 to 45 percent by this time next year to show you how the lasting impact of these type of things can be. A global recession recession is in full effect and people are feeling the immediate impact. One of the biggest expenses that most people have is their rent or their mortgage paper uh, payments. While bailout packages are being negotiated in the nation's capital every day, people are negotiating how they'll pay their rent in weeks to come. Like I said, in seven days, it'll be the first. What do they do? And more and more importantly, what are they going to do? Like you said, four months from now, five months from now, when they, you know, you got these people got to get caught up some type of way. What type of relief is being, being put in place for that? Because none of that money, that's, that thousand dollars ain't going to mean none if nobody got nowhere to live. What's the talk of the coronavirus and its lasting impact said to extend throughout the year? A stay at home order is in full effect for weeks to come. How are people supposed to pay their rent? So one of the things that uh, the mayor of Atlanta is that she, she issued an executive order placing a temporary halt on evictions for at least two months. That gives people a couple of months. So 
you know, when I hear a uh, temporary halt on, on evictions, in my mind, being a realtor, that just says if people are already in the eviction process and the sheriffs are on their way to evict you, you got a couple of months off. So that deals with them. What does that do for people that's been paying their rent on time and now they've hit a brick wall and they might need, need some help? They never need some breathing room for 60 to 90 days. What do we have in place to help those people? Right. I don't see anything. Nobody's really talking about that. Right. Nobody's really having that tough conversation. In an article on a block club, Chicago, it's like a blog site for the community of High Park. Uh, author uh, Maxwell Evans, uh, he notes that the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development has placed a moratorium on evictions and foreclosures throughout April. The Cook County Sheriff's Office is not assisting with evictions for the, for the time being. Most American renters will not be eligible for a pre, pre, eviction protections. Well, I'm going to say this again. Most American renters will not be eligible for eviction protections, which would, be, which would be in place for 60 days, according to the Chicago Tribune. HUD's plan would only apply to single-family homes with loans through the Federal Housing Administration. That applies to about 8 million people as compared to the 43 million renters nationwide. 43 million. 8 million might get help, but, 40, but the 43 million total, that means you take 43 from 8, you got 35 million people with zero rental protection. That means if you can't pay your rent, if you're not earning, if you don't have no way to get these people their money on the first, then there's no protection for you whatsoever. We're going to get bailouts and protection for the corporations. We're going to get bailout protection for this thing and that. We're going to get, you know, the, the states going to different, get different money to help to fight the coronavirus. There's nothing about keeping people from being homeless. Because that's where this thing is headed if, in fact, we don't put something in place in this city and this state to have a cancel on rent to give people time, at least a suspension for a couple of months so we get things together. That needs to happen. And that's something that I'm going to touch bases on a little bit today. Uh, and like I said, I wrote this down. You know, I usually kind of just talk off script, but this I wanted to write down because there's details on how I didn't want you to forget. So if I found a little, like I'm reading off paper, I'm, I'm actually reading off paper, but I wanted to write this stuff down because it was too important for me just to ad lib it. You know, I wanted to talk about it. And so, my idea is if our tax dollars are you our tax dollars are used to bail out everyone else, why can't it be used to bail out renters as well? Right? If we're gonna use billions of dollars of our tax money that we contributed to government to take care of government, to take care of business, and these companies that are gonna receive billions of dollars, right? Don't just throw people a couple of thousand dollars and tell them to have a good day and pat them on the head. There needs something, something in place because me personally, my idea is this. For the rest of the year, mortgage and rental payments should be suspended. They should be suspended. I'm not saying that the companies, I'm not just, I'm not saying that, you know, that property owners should just lose money. I think the government should help feel the feel the hold and the loss of some of these buildings and property owners but those property owners should also if they're receiving any assistance from the government to help them with their mortgage or their buildings they should pass off that savings to their tenants we don't want to see a building full of tenants behind on their rent because they can't make payments so if there's a bailout in dc for companies should be bailout for citizens right here in chicago that can't pay their rent because they're out of money and we need to put legislation on the books in this city and this state, even if the city and state, even if the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois has to offer some incentive to property owners, so be it. But we have to do something to make sure we don't see an increase of people in eviction court in months to come, or we don't see an increase of people being put out on the street. So we want to see single mothers with children worried if they're going to have somewhere to live in a month. 
or people run around getting evictions on their record and then they're screwed for life because they're out of work. Because we don't want people worried about, I, I don't, I can't eat. Now I got to worry about somewhere to live. That's the worst feeling in the world to not know where you're going to live and what you're going to do next. And, and what comes with the homelessness, homelessness is hunger. And so if these people end up on the street, they end up hungry. If they end up on the street, they end up sick and they get, they end up catching this disease. So we end up creating, it, it literally is more expensive for us to allow people to lose their homes, be a rental or mortgage. It's more expensive for this country for people to lose their home than to help them stay in their home. And if we can give away a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars, surely we can work with the mortgage companies and these property management companies, these builders owners, and have some type of reprieve for renters to suspend rental payments for 60 to 90 days or far as I'm concerned for the rest of the year until we can get people back on their feet. It'll serve us all well. And it can be done if, it done if we can plan it accordingly. And that's one of the things I want to do. Uh, and, and it's an organization right now uh, called Tenants United in High Park, Woodline. It's calling on Mac Properties to temporarily halt collection of rents from its tenants until the crisis is under control. Mac owns almost three dozen properties in High Park, Kenwood area. And that you ain't renting. If you if you've been on the South Side of Chicago long enough, you know Mac Property owns a lot of property. It's a conglomerate of a big group of people. I think they're they live in. They're from New York. It's a bunch of them, and they bab, they bab everything you you can think of, and they have extremely high rent for small spaces, and they will evict you just like that, right? And so this organization has got together, and they're they're literally. Uh, uh, standing, standing in solidarity, and they're trying to work with other people in the high park community to call on Mac Property to suspend rental payments to stop collecting rent for people to give them some breathing room. And this organization is called, and I want you guys to know, it's called Tenants United High Park Woodline. It's on Facebook. They have a group, and I'll share that group. And they're asking other people to join in solidarity with them, and maybe even in your own building, get together with your tenants and have a conversation maybe with the owner to, to sit down. I'm not saying that you should just not pay people. That's that's not what I'm implying. What I'm saying is we should help each other because, we're, listen, big companies and yo these people are going to be looking for breaks on their mortgage. So I think if you're a property owner and you get a break on your mortgage, then you should pass that break onto your tenants. Don't be so greedy where you getting a break, but you still squeezing them and you threatening a victim and then, you know, doing little unsavory things to people to make them leave out. Your, don't be like that. This is like the worst crisis we've seen. And we've never, I'm 43 years old. I've seen some crazy stuff. In my time, we've lived through 9-11, all types. I have not ever seen nothing like this, and we don't even know where the bottom is. The worst might be coming. We don't know how bad this epidemic is going to be. We don't know. We might be a shelter in place now, but it can be martial law tomorrow because they they go, they are not telling us everything. What scares me the most is when they tell us don't panic because it makes me wonder what they do when they cut the camera off because a lot of times when they tell us don't panic, that means they're getting their stuff together, and once they stuff together, then they say go ahead and panic, right? So we don't know how bad this thing can get. And the last thing we need people to do is warn them, I'm going to die, I'm going to eat, is my kids going to be okay, and I'm going to have somewhere to live. So I'm calling on a lot of these property owners to give people some type of break this organization tenants united half park woodline has gotten together with the tenants and others people in mac properties and i think they put together a petition they're calling the company asking them to give people a break people have lost their jobs overnight and even with the ones collecting unemployment insurance anybody have got unemployment no it's only a fraction of your income because for most people their income Hardly cover the rent. You know, rent is eating up 35% of pe people's monthly income. You add unemployment to it, they're barely making it to the, 
their next paycheck just to function. So now they're going to decide whether to eat, feed their kids, or pay their rent. And so we have to work with these people some type of way. So I'm calling on all politicians, leaders, from, uh, political leaders from City Hall and from Springfield. I want our legislators in Springfield. I don't if you can't meet meet online. I want my our mayor and the mayor's office and the city council members to get together to help the constituents get together and pass some type of legislation. I don't know what what legally can be done. So I don't want to be naive on that part. But there's got to be has to be something that can be done to sus- temporarily not just stop evictions, but to temporarily suspend rental payments for tenants and give people a break. Even if, you know, even if we legally can't make them because they private company owners, there's some type of incentive that the, maybe the mayor's office or, or, or the governor's office can give to property owners to incentivize them to give tenants a break. Even if it's not for the rest of you, give them, you'd be surprised what 60 days to do for somebody. Figure out some type of way other than us to just sit here because I'm telling you what's going to happen. If we only talking about temporarily not evicting people, remember, temporarily suspending evictions mean you already in the eviction process. It doesn't speak to those people that are going to start falling behind on their rent. And we don't know how long that can go, because once you get behind four or five months, there's no way you're getting caught up. You're caught up. And so it becomes a struggle. What I'm trying to do is get, get us to stop it before it becomes a snowball effect. Because I'm telling you, it, the eviction court downtown is already backed up on an average day. What do we do in a crisis like this? What are we going to do like this when we got thousands and thousands and thousands of family in the city of Chicago about to be put out on the street, right? The landlords are losing money. We got a bunch of people out on the street. Everybody loses. What I'm asking our the political leaders in City Hall and in Springfield, is there anything we can do now to get ahead of this thing before it gets out of control? Because the last thing we want to want to see in Chicago is a mass hysteria of people nowhere nowhere to live. That's the worst disaster you ever want to see. Is thousands of people in Chicago homeless? Thousands of people backed up in court and got nowhere to live. Thousands of buildings possibly closing down because the landlord ain't collecting rent, meaning he can't pay his mortgage. So. That's why I'm saying, you know, it can't just stop at City Hall. It can't stop in Springfield. It has to go to our congressional leaders and our Senate leaders that are down in D.C. We have to put together some type of bailout package for renters and mortgage payers in the city specifically. Stop giving us trailer bills. Stop saying I give you a thousand dollars. This and do. I want I want to see some legislation that specifically speaks to mortgage and it specifically speaks to rental payments that where there'll be some form of bailout package to give some type of reprieve or breathing room to renters and mortgage payers in this country for at least the duration of the year. I say 60 days to, to give you a, a, you know, give you some room. But honestly, I'm thinking for the rest of the year. There should be some form of bailout package, some type of bailout package to give some type of reprieve to renters and mortgage payers throughout this. Because the numbers I just saw saw where it says FHA, you know, only only about eight million of the 43 million be eligible. That means 35 million people don't have no help. Right. And you use it, our tax dollars to bail out everybody else. Let us use our tax dollars to bail ourselves out. We appreciate the $1,000 gesture. That's great. That's nice. That's cool. But what is a good as $1,000? Nobody got nowhere to live. You got women, single moms that's barely making it now with children. You have seniors on fixed incomes. You got people barely surviving. And we're, we're about to allow these people to get put out on the street because there's, I've not seen, I've heard a lot of talk, but I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen from anyone any type of legislation on the books or 
anything talked about of keeping people in their home. We need something on the books and I'm calling on all of our leaders that we voted for to get together. I don't care if you got to Skype, if you got to email each other, tweet each other, inbox each other on Facebook, tag each other on Instagram. I want to see something on the books that protects renters from getting put out on the street. I want to see something on the books that protect all mortgage payers from losing their properties. It will hurt us all. We've seen what happened with the, 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 the housing crisis. We don't need a housing crisis on top of a, a virus crisis. This country, will, it would take us decades to get back together. We, we, we listen, we learned from 9-11. We had an opportunity to learn from the housing crisis. Let's get in front of this thing. Now, it might cost us some money, but it's going to cost us money on the front end and it's going to cost us money on the back end. It's which one? It's going to cost us more on the back end to clean up a mess rather than do it right the first time. Let's get in front of this thing right now. So I'm asking each one of my Facebook users that see this video, forward it, send it to your legislators, tag it. I don't care what you do with it. Call your alderman, call your state representative, Call your, your congressman and call your senator. Call all of them and tell them to pass some type of legislation that will suspend rental and mortgage payments for at least the rest of the year to help save people from becoming homeless. Save your constituents from becoming homeless because that's what's going to happen. You're going to see one in three families on the street. Because sometimes they're two parent households, right? You got two people in the house. One might work in a service job where they're out of work and one may be working and they still can't survive. We need something on the books in writing so people can have some sense of security that they will at least have a roof over their head. They might not have a job. They might be collecting unemployment, but at the very least, let these people have someone to live. And as I said, I've, what I've been told and what I've heard and I stand corrected is that the people's gas and, um, People's gas and comment. I think, from what I understand, they they have they are not disconnecting people's service at the, at this point. I think at this point they they suspended that process. The mayor, uh, and I'm grateful for that. She says she won't be shutting people's water off, which is great. But see, none of those things will mean anything if these people are getting put out of their homes. What good is not cutting off the water if they got nowhere to live? What good if not cutting off gas if they had nowhere to live? What good if not cutting off their water if they had nowhere to live? Less. Figure out a way to keep people in their home. They have, you know, and, and I'm looking at Atlanta, they have, um, um, there's some websites that have been popping up all over the place where they have literally been raising money to help people throughout Atlanta pay their rent to stay in their home. People are really getting themselves together to do that, which is great. I love the fact that everyday people in, in their truest sense are kind enough to sacrifice and give from themselves to raise money. Even celebrities have kicked in to help pool money together to help keep a lot of these people have lost their jobs in their home. But I think they're doing their part, but I think our legislators can do more. We about they in DC and negotiate a trillion dollars. Dude, does anybody understand how much money a trillion dollars is in that package, in that bill, there should be something that speaks directly to keeping people in their homes. Or like I said before, I want to see something specifically on the federal and state state and the municipal level that keeps people in their homes. Nobody should lose their home because of this virus and crisis. People are already scared of dying. They're going to be scared of dying and being homeless and eating. That's too much stress for anybody. And you, and listen, I'm going to tell you now, it will serve us well to fix that because if that problem persists and people start feeling apathetic, where they like, fuck it, I'm about to be homeless. I ain't got nowhere to eat. I ain't got nowhere to live. You don't know what apathy look like when you're looking at 100,000 people feeling like that or a million people feeling like that. We're talking one in three people can lose their home. 
One of three people can end up evicted. And this process, even if they stole it, it's still going to be a process and a problem for people. Let's get in front of that now. So I encourage you guys to call your legislators. If you know one, tweet them, call them, tell them, is there any way that we can get together and have a conversation to say, what can we do legally? What, what's within our political, what's within our legal strengths to prevent people from losing their home? There's, is there anything we can put together to suspend rental payments and mortgage payments temporarily until this crisis is behind us because we haven't even seen it yet. You know, this thing is getting serious. So I want you guys to call your people, call who you know, talk to somebody and see if that's something we can do um, because we got to save people. We don't want to see people on the street. That's not a joke and there's nothing funny about it. It's nothing funny about people losing their helm. It's nothing funny about people get looking at the clock every day or looking at the uh, uh, calendar every day wanting, you know, one step closer because people get crazy in terms of the money that, when people get desperate, they do some desperate things. And we, I don't think a country as wealthy as ours should put the American people in a position where they have to compromise their integrity in order to keep, in order to keep a roof over their head because that's the limits that we're, which, which we're pushing people. When people get desperate, people get violent, and people do other stupid stuff. And I think we have a responsibility to stop that thing before it happened. We talk about a trillion dollars out there in D.C. Let's get some of that money right here in Illinois because we spend money in the state doing a lot of stuff that we can save money on. Let's put that money in keeping people a roof over people's heads. And so call your representative, say we need to cancel rent, figure out some way to suspend rent. Call them. I mean, I don't give a damn. Call them Monday, call them Tuesday, call them Wednesday and Thursday because you might be okay in your house, but is your cousin okay? Is your auntie okay? Is your grandmother okay? Is your sister okay? Is your friend okay? Is your daughter? It's going to impact. I can guarantee every last one of us can mention two or three people that this is having a direct impact on their quality of life. We do not want to see the people we love on the street. So if suspending rent for a few months or suspending rent mortgage payments for a year can help at least take give people some breathing room so we can get this country back on track, that's exactly what we should do. We owe that. To people to do that. We owe that to pick up that phone and make that phone call. I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to reach out to the ones I know. They might answer the phone. They might not. They know I'm crazy as hell. I will call because I don't want to see people on the street. I want us to do the right thing to try to help people out. And that's why I'm, I'm, I made this podcast. You know, it's not perfect. I'm not trying to be politically correct. You know, I'm, I'm taking this time. To, I'm taking this time to do this, to encourage and motivate people to try to help me and others that are pushing to keep people in their homes because that's what matters to me more than anything. I know what it is that I had nowhere to live. I know what it is to have to live with folk. I know what it is to not be able to make the rental. I get it. I'm extremely empathetic to it. I've been there before. And so I understand where you're at. And that's on the average day. We are dealing with a pandemic that we don't know. It can, like you said, it can literally grow, right? It can turn into something else, right? It can, it can start affecting people's lives a lot quick. Every, every day, every, literally every other hour, the numbers continue to, 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 to jump. So we don't know how bad this thing can go. You know, some people are sick. And so now they got to be sick and worry about where they're going to live and work at the same time. That shit will drive anybody crazy. Then you close the bar. Can't nobody even go have a drink to even deal with it. You came back to the weed dispenser closed. You can't even get out. Like this is, this is how, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be, this, nothing I'm talking about is funny. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be, I'm not looking for no jokes. I'm not looking for no, I'm, this is not funny. Having a roof over your head is not funny no more. You know, it might be funny to you because you live in your comfortable world. But how comfortable are you going to be if this disease gets worse before you know all our ass is going to have a problem? So I want us to 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 get together. I want us to start calling our legislators. If we know some property owners, let's start having conversation with them. We have to listen. I'm thinking this instead of turning 
property owners and tenants against each other, which is ridiculous because that's what I'm worried that's going to end up happening. You know, I would like to see us work together and go to the powers that be and say, look, I, look, property owner, I want the property owner to call a policy, call your alderman and your congressman and say, look, I got 20, 20 tenants in my building, right? This is one of the biggest crises ever. What can we do to keep these tenants in the building and me not lose my property at the same time? Right? And so that's showing compassion. So I'm not saying screw the property owners and, you know, because they got to pay, they, they got to feed their families too. For some of these property owners, the rent payments are how they live. So I'm not saying that either. You know, I'm trying to figure out a way where these property owners don't lose their shirt. And at the same time that people don't lose their home, it got to be, it can't be a zero sum game. It can't be one win and everybody got to lose. It has to be some type of way that this can be effective for everybody. So please, please, please. If you don't know who your state representative is, if you don't know who your alderman is, if you don't know who your congressman is, you don't know who your senator is, Google it. You have a smartphone. Look it up. Put your address in and then make a phone. Call. It takes five seconds. Leave a voicemail. If, if you don't feel like talking, just send them an email. Say, hey, I'm a concerned citizen. I live in this world. I'm concerned about could we do something to temporarily suspend rent and mortgage? Can we literally put some emergency legislation on the books right now? Could we put some on the books right now that will keep people in their homes? What can we do about that? We're seven days from the first of the month. Do you know how many people won't be able to pay their rent? And that's just April 1st. Imagine what it's going to be like by May 1st and June 1st. It's going to get worse by the month. And before it gets out of control, we need something, emergency legislation in place. Our city council people should be meeting on this issue right now. Our state representatives should be meeting on this issue right now. Our congressmen, they down there fighting with the president about this, that, that the uh, bailout package. Why they fighting down there fighting on that? I need that conversation to be happening. And I'm sure they are. I'm sure they mentioned it. I'm sure this is part of the conversation, but that $1,000 is not going to cover it. That's going to be a better time. That thousand dollars come. You're going to be, you probably don't owe half of that money. But if you get it, because I understand there's some provisions in place. Like if you owe taxes, and you didn't file this year. So there's no guarantee that everybody's going to get that thousand dollar check in their hand. And if you do by then, you're about going to owe it. So what is it's going to be of no good to me? What I want to see is money in the hands of Americans. And what I want to see is people, at least for the rest of this year, that literally is gone. We're headed into a recession yet again, an economic downturn, high unemployment. People need a break. If we put something on the books that at least get people through 2020 and we start to rebuild this economy. Listen, that means that money that people get in their hands instead of worrying about trying to get caught up on mortgage and rent. They'll put that pump that money back into the economy. I'm telling you, we'll get it back in the back end. I can guarantee if we suspend rental payments, suspend mortgage payments for the rest of the year. We listen, every property owner, every person will get it on the back end and government at its best can offer some type of incentive for landlords and property owners that do give some type of reprieve to their tenants that give them a break. Let's give them some type of incentive. Just like we giving the airlines a bailout package. Let's get these property owners some bailout package. That way they can pass that on to the tenant and everybody can breathe a little bit easier, right? Why they deal and fight with the disease and the sickness and this illness and this thing that's going to get worse and worse and worse. That's what I'm pushing for. And I'm going to continue to have this conversation about it. And I'm not going to stop until I see some, somebody going to give me a definitive answer as to why we can't do it. Tell me exactly in writing legally why we can't do this at all. That's, this is impossible. Unless you can show me why it's impossible, that means we can do it and you just don't want to. So we got to look and, and, and it'll serve them well because remember, we're the ones that vote for you. You don't want 
millions of people in Chicago remember when I had a you could have passed some type of bill to keep me in my home and you did. And now you at my door trying to get your petition signed. People ain't going to forget you because I ain't going to let them forget. Let's do something to help these people stay in their homes. And I'm dead damn serious about that. This is a, it's a serious business. You don't want people don't need to be worried about keeping a roof over their head where everybody negotiating their own deals. Make sure we got some on the place for these people who keep them in their house. And I'm damn goddamn serious about that. Let's do something to keep people in their homes. And it's going to start with phone calls. It's going to start with emails. And, and, and let's not let up on it. Don't don't let nobody just hand you a thousand dollars and let you say, OK, I got my thousand. Let's forget about it. no. We want a suspension. A temporary reprieve and relief for rental and mortgage payments for payments for the rest of the year. People need a break and I want to see it happen and it will happen if we put pressure on them. You know, this country, look, if nothing else, this city, I watched this city march about issues that they was compassionate about from, you know, Laquan McDaniels to other things. When we want to get something done, we get together and get stuff done. So don't tell me we can't do it. It's enough of us that pay a lot of money to live in these homes, rent and mortgage a lot, right? We disagreed on them other social issues and some was a part and some, some weren't, and you still got it done. This issue we all can relate to. This is not no issue that we none of us can relate to. Every last person here pay rent or mortgage. Somebody pays something, and if you don't pay it, whoever you live with paying it. So that means this is one issue we can all get behind, and if we all collectively get together and let the power that be know that we the ones we put in office, that if y'all not going to help us, Stay in our home, we're going to make damn sure you don't stay in office. That's just how we're going to do that. And so I want us to get behind, and I want us to push for that. I want us to fight for it because it's the right thing to do. We're not asking for nothing unreasonable. We're asking you to keep help people stay in their homes. So, you know, you, I'll talk to you guys soon. I'll, I'll keep, I'm going to keep having this conversation about this issue. I'm passionate about it. I'm damn serious about it. I'm not playing. It's not a joke. It's not a game. People having a roof over the head is serious business, and the only way that's going to happen is if with the country the way it is, is we people need help. People ain't looking for a handout; they looking for a hand up. Give everybody if, if they if if a billion dollar airline that charged me five hundred dollars for a seat can get a bailout. I need a bailout. You need a bailout. Hell, give us half off the rent. Do something. Don't tell them you can't do nothing, and you giving them billions. And that's just not just for President, President Trump, the Republican, the Democrat. That's anybody down there. Y'all going to stop down there making all them deals. Y'all going to cut us in and cut it out. And that's what I'm serious about. Y'all don't keep playing that games with us. Like, we be so busy arguing on Facebook, and they down there making billion-dollar deals, and we sitting here and don't even know how we're going to pay our rent in seven days. Let's stop playing games with this stuff. Let's start holding people, people uh, feet to the fire, put our differences aside, and get together because every last one of us got to pay somebody in seven days. And every first thereafter. And we should get some type of reprieve. And the only way we're going to get it is to demand it. I ain't asking for it. We should demand it. We should get together and push this thing and let it go viral and keep talking about it. If you don't give a damn, sit it out there. Don't get in the way. That's all I'm asking. If you, if this, if, if this is not something you can't support, it'll serve you well not to get in the way. Just get out the way and go stand in the corner. Go, go talk about something else. Go watch a reality show. For the rest of us, this thing is serious because you might be okay today. All it takes somebody to cough on your ass, and now you shut down, and now your, your, your income is shut down. So you need a break now. So even if you're doing well now and your finances are great and you're living great, but, you know, as, as I always say, in a time of peace, prepare for battle, you might be okay now. Who's to say you're going to be okay in June? I want to get in front of this for everybody that we all get some breathing room. That way everybody can kind of save some money and take a break and recalibrate.
And that way people ain't got to be out here ducking and diving a virus just to earn a living because people are risking their lives because they saying, Mike, I can't sit. I can't sit down. I can't be still. I got to earn because I got to pay my rent on the first and the landlord this and the landlord that. So you got people trying to duck death just to pay their rent. And that's unfair. In a, in a wealthy country and society like we, do, we are now, there's no way people should be put in that position. And we got too many smart, intelligent political leaders in this city and state to allow that to happen. And if I got to be the voice for you, so damn be it. So I want us to get together, make those phone calls, Google with your legislators and call them and say, hey, do we have some type of temporary relief or suspension of rent and mortgage payment? What can we do about that? Who do we need to call? And keep lighting them phones up. Keep them emails. If you see them in a the bar, have a conversation with them. I'm texting people. What can we do about that? Somebody can do something. There's no way we can just sit there and say we can't do nothing about it. I'm not hearing it. Show me in writing why we can't do it. I want to see it in writing, on the books, black and white, legally that we can't do it. If, we, if this not in writing, that means we can do something about it. And at least have, that conversation, have this conversation going and let's make it happen. I'm not hearing we can't. I'm not hearing that. You're not going to tell me in five seconds something. This, I done talked about, I've been talking about this 38 minutes. You didn't tell me in five minutes why we can't do it. I want it, I want it in writing why we can't do it. Tell me why we can't keep people from being homeless. Tell me where we can't keep taxpayers who keep this city rolling and pay taxes and money is used in D.C. to bail out billion dollar corporations. Why can't we use some of that money to keep people from losing their homes? Don't tell me you're going to suspend uh, people from getting evicted now. That's in the process. How do we keep Negroes or people from getting to the process of being eviction in the first place? Let's stop that train before it get there. So make those calls, guys. If you're not sure who to call, inbox me. I'll let you know how to find that information. But let's get the message out that we want to lobby and talk to our legislators about getting some type of legislation on the books at the local and state and even if, even if needed at the federal level to temporarily suspend rent and mortgage payments for the rest of the year and so till we can get this virus and this thing behind us because this thing is getting serious, it's getting real, it's, in the, it's affecting quality of lives and it's affecting people's stress level. And we shouldn't have to live like this is the greatest country in the world. There's no way we should have to live like that. I'll talk to you guys soon. God bless you and you guys be safe out there. Peace.